0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal.
1: Hi, I'm Ann Beal, your host from Life Solutions. If you are listening today, you have decided to be empowered and to learn to get your needs met. And that would be so amazing because guess what? When you get your needs met, you know what happens? you actually feel loved. Yes, I know there are people out there that tell you they love you and they care about you, but you may doubt that they really love you. If you can't admit you have needs, then you can't ask for what you want. If I had a need, I felt needy. How did you feel about that, Dr. Slaughter?
2: Yeah, I mean, when we we have needs that aren't met, then uh, we struggle in a lot of different ways.
1: And to have a need... For me, if I needed anything, and just the word need bothered me, because if I needed something, that meant I was needy, meaning if I needed something from someone else. And so if you can't admit you have needs, then you can't ask for what you want. And I couldn't admit I had a need. I felt needy if I did that. Like like somehow I should magically just know how to do everything and, and not have any needs, that I should just be so fulfilled and so capable and so able that I didn't need anything from anyone else. I would let them ask for me and I would give to people and give to people and give to people. But I wouldn't ask back. And even if I did ask back, I felt guilty about that. And so one day, the best thing that ever happened to me is that I realized that is I was actually just human to have needs. Mm -hmm. And started identifying my needs. And that's what we want to show you today. And I have Dr. Jim Slaughter on the show today as well with me. And we want to help you start identifying your needs and learn how to meet those needs.
2: Yeah, it's one of the most important uh, tasks in in a person's life, actually, I think. And uh, the thing is, though, that we've been programmed, actually, from the very beginning of our lives, just about, not to have needs, or at least not to express them, because to do that, uh, we're told, is a selfish thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's something that we should uh, consider of others, not ourselves. Uh, it's our task to meet other people's needs and not want our own to be met. And so um, I think as we get older and we get into uh, the uh, later stages of our lives, that, that lingering... Uh, Oh, uh, feeling of uh, being devalued or uh, uh, being uh, incomplete or uh, that there's something wrong with us if we have needs persists. And so we, we feel bad sometimes that we have needs or that we're needy. And uh, rather than expressing what we would like, uh, we just hold it in and we become uh, frustrated and angry sometimes.
1: When I met you, I think one of the things that I loved about you is that you gave so much. You were constantly catering to me. And it felt so good. You know, you did it with everyone, not just me. And I didn't realize um, that's how you were trying to get your needs met. That if you did that for me, then I would do it back or things like that. And so one of the ways if, if you, you know, aren't really sure if you're having a hard time getting your needs met. Um, here's some questions. Do you find yourself giving into others wishes too often? and so you have a hard time saying no, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: do you say yes most of the time and then maybe even at times regret that? Are you afraid to ask for a raise or a promotion? Um, Do you say often, oh, whatever you want to do, or I don't mind, that's fine. Um, The words fine and I don't mind for you, you use more than most people. (laughs) Uh, You have a hard time making decisions maybe. And so we want to help you um, know how to get your needs met, because if you can't get your needs met, it's easy to feel overwhelmed, resentful, and isolated. Needs are actually a natural part of being human, and we want to help you know how to fulfill your needs so you can be confident and successful.
2: Yeah, and when our needs aren't met, we just aren't happy people, and (laughs) uh, we don't feel fulfilled, we feel devalued, we get stressed, we feel anxiety and anger. Um, and like you said, we feel unloved. And so, uh, there's a real strong correlation between living a happy life and having our needs met. And one of the first things to understand is that having our needs met is not a selfish thing.
1: Well, and having your needs met in a good way. I mean, people do it in different ways. I think, um, there are people who just silently wait, um, they're not honoring their needs. They don't know how. So they silently wait for their loved ones to fulfill their needs, instead of really knowing how to take responsibility for those needs themselves. And so they end up feeling victimized by the person um, and people around them, and, or they punish themselves for not having the courage to reach out.
2: Yeah, and what we do is we end up manipulating other people uh, to try and get them to meet our needs.
1: But isn't it interesting that some people manipulate by being quiet, but they don't know they're doing that the silently, right. and then they kind of get passive-aggressive.
2: Subconscious, so they, they right. They haven't
1: learned how to outwardly ask. And then there are other people who there's so much drama. <laughs> 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 I mean, And uh, it, one of the things I've learned is not to do the drama to get my needs met. But I did not know. I mean, I tried silently for a long time, and that didn't work. And then I got to the point where I tried the other side, which was to, you know, demand or wait until I got so upset that I was pretty dramatic, uh, maybe even Taz-like. And that didn't work either. It just made people mad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there is, you know, finding that happy middle was really great and we have books and tools to suggest for you as well after the show so you can you know um, on your own learn even more about this
2: and we're going to suggest uh, at the end of the program some steps that you can take uh, if you're listening out there with us today uh, to begin getting your needs met it's important uh, even to know what your needs are i know when i began going through some work to determine uh, my needs and to to learn how to get them met I didn't even really know what my primary needs were, you know, my emotional needs I'm talking about now. And so uh, it, the part of the exercise was to go through a list of potential needs and uh, pare it down so that I knew what my needs were.
1: Yes. And, and I think the the real key to doing it well is to not do it, not be pushy, mm-hmm. not be manipulative, and always with integrity. And that's what we want you to be able to do because you have a right to your opinions, your thoughts, your wants, your needs. But when our needs conflict with those around us, it can be torture to fight for our rights or to just give in, give in, give in, give in, give in because your body is going to start crying out because it can't handle the lack of, of getting its needs met long term. And so, what will happen is you'll get resentful and bitter over time. And so, somehow, your body's gonna cry out. Rather, you come outwardly in a controlled, purposeful way, and able to do it with integrity and do it well, or you do it in a pushy, manipulative way. And so, we want you to know how to do it purposefully. So, what we wanna teach you today is how to get your needs met without the drama and without doubting yourself. And, um, part of that is first to identify your needs and, um, Dr. Slaughter is going to help us do this today. He has a program specifically for how to get your needs met. And when he does that in his life coaching, um, at life Solutions. So, um, what do you think is the first things that you would like to share?
2: Well, wow, it's hard to know what to put first, but uh, I, one of the things that I think it's important for us to understand is that you know, one, the, the main reason uh, that we have a hard time uh, understanding what our needs really are and articulating that and uh, getting those needs met is that we've been so programmed to believe our needs are important. Or they're selfish and that usually comes from authority figures early in our lives who uh, will tell us to be quiet, tell us we don't need that, this, that, whatever. But you know when we, as we grow up, we begin to in a subconscious way tell ourselves that we really don't need that. It doesn't matter if our needs aren't met. It's selfish to think I need my, my needs met. And so knowing where all the, the, the uh, conflict comes from in our thinking is an important thing. We have a list of needs that we present to people who come for coaching, though, you and I, and uh, I don't know if it would be best to read all of those off so well, people I'd can like, think about them or yeah, what, I'd that's like what you'd to, like to do. Because,
1: um, you know, to identify your needs, which is what we want to help you do first, um, it's, you know, kind of better for us to kind of ground down for you what it is we're talking about. So here are some needs. Now, um, You just pick out what kind of resonates with you, what you feel like, oh, that's definitely one of my main needs. I mean, some of these you'll think, wow, doesn't everybody need that? Well, yeah. But what we're talking about is what you really, what are your top three or your top two? Even if you identify your top one that you need right now, you know, then that really, if you identify it, then you can know how to meet it. And that's what we're going to help you do. So here are some to be valued, to be loved to be creative, to feel special, to be included, to be needed, to uh, have attention or be noticed, to be cared for, to receive affection, to, let's see, I'll just run down. Achievement, fairness, security, fun, appreciation, praise, order, encouragement, to be safe, Acknowledgement, respect, honesty, recognition, influence, stimulation. I know a lot of kids today, they constantly need stimulation. Uh, Trust, uh, leadership, fulfillment, acceptance, to be wanted, friendship, to be correct, heard or listened to, freedom, to be free. Um, we kid around about me because I always like to be out in the air on my bike. I like a a sunroof, or I just need to be open and to be closed in. Just feels. So I started realizing that one of my needs is freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so and that's probably why I don't have a boss. <laughs> Learning that, <laughs> and so it's really interesting when you find out what they are because they really are different than maybe what you would think. Balance and unity, calmness, peace. I know that's one of yours, Jim.
2: Yeah, calmness and peace. Calmness and peace.
1: Mm-hmm. Do the to do the right thing. To be important, to be wanted, to be noticed, to experience adventure, and to be honored. So those are just different ones that a lot of our coaching clients have chosen. And you might have other ones that you think of. And so if uh, you try to identify it, um, some of them are similar, like to be cared for, to be valued, to be loved. And Mm -hmm. I've had people choose all three of those. And that's what they chose. Uh, and so, or to be special, to be cared for, to be valued. And so those have to do with, it's just the word that resonates with them better, even though they're similar. Um, and so part of finding out, I mean, if you need fun and adventure, that's a very important need. There are people, and it's interesting how people end up together, that the, the mate will really need calmness and peace, not fun and adventure. And so, That is an adventure working with those two people, (laughs) how to get their needs met.
2: Yeah, and there's a balance in that, too, you know, because the person who uh, has a need for calmness and peace, uh, they they need downtime, you know, more regularly than maybe somebody else. That doesn't mean that they can't, that there's no place for adventure and fun and and activity Mm -hmm. and uh, that kind of thing, working out and exercising, whatever it may be, you know, exploring new places. Um, everybody needs balance in their lives. And uh, so that's a need, you know, to, balance. You know, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say also, as you've read those things, you know, there may be some that seem that do seem kind of selfish, maybe. But it's important as we think about our needs, not to ascribe to a need uh, a hierarchy of value. They're all, if it's a need, it's your need. That's what you need. Okay. And uh, the, the important thing is to go about getting the need met in the right way. Usually we go about meeting our needs in wrong ways.
1: Yes. So I think that um, an example of that would be one of mine, um, which I didn't know, was to be safe. Uh And you noticed over time things that no one would ever have noticed, um, like my black belt in karate and things like that, that it became clear when we were doing coaching ourselves that one of mine seemed like there was this safety factor
2: Mm -hmm.
0: for
1: me that um i needed to feel safe and you picked up on that and so you helped me with that but i had already and that's what you noticed had done quite a few things you know if like i would never live in an all-glass house and in malibu where we lived um there were people that did have those houses and i would think I would never live there. And I, I didn't even know why I said that. I just knew that just that could, people could break in. <laughs> you <laughs> could break the glass, right? right? And so I took, you know, just um, I, I made sure that what I live in, I feel safe in. Mm-hmm. What I drive in, I feel safe in. You know, when I bike, and this is the dichotomy of that is, you know, some people would never bike because they wouldn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so I had roads and equipment and all that. But um so for me it was things I did to feel safe instead of expecting someone else to keep me safe. I when I had, you know, when I identified that, I was like, wow, I do I do do that for myself. And it's a weird one because for me most people would I mean no one really except people that live with me kind of
2: know that I'm like that. So
1: I'm not freaky guys, I just want to clarify that.
2: <laughs> and what you said though points out uh, the the distinction between people when it comes to needs uh you would not live in a glass house in Malibu. No. Someone else might want a glass house in Malibu because they would think, "Man, I get to see this wonderful view every single day."
1: Yeah, because that need for openness.
2: Yeah, right? or beauty, or in beauty. Their lives. So, yeah, being yes. surrounded by beauty is a need that people have sometimes.
1: That's one of yours, right? It, Isn't actually,
2: it? Actually, it is a need of mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I so love to
2: be surrounded by beautiful things, including you. you.
1: And you need it though. <laughs> you you tend to need it, and I think when we yeah. say need, like it affects you emotionally. Mm-hmm. If you don't have beauty around you, you know, and, um, you know, I don't watch the news much talk radio much because it starts making me freaky. (laughs) <laughs> I just told you I wasn't freaky, But I, what I'll do is I strategize in my head all the ways if all these things happen, right? Like, oh, I need to do this and need to do that. And I don't want to be an extreme prepper or somebody like that. But it starts, really what happens is it starts scaring me. Mm-hmm. And so for me to stay well, I have to minimize that. It's not that I never do it. I do it in a healthy way. I have ways to get my news without listening to the drama. and Because, you know, the way to get you to watch the news is to scare you they get you to watch all the time or just get you to you know you've got to be a little uh, edgy (laughs) and not calm and peaceful or you wouldn't need to turn on TV like that and watch the news Um, and so for me I have ways of calming that down sure and um, so once that it was discovered that that was one of my needs it really helped me immensely to get rid of it Um, and so anyway that is just the intro on identifying your needs And so definitely we've come up with three with our coaching clients. So we want to suggest that you pick out three um, and you can Google a needs list um, and you can see they'll show all these lists. I mean, there's so many lists out there. So it's not just this one if you missed it. Um, So do that. Identify your needs. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back from break, we're going to tell you how to meet those needs. So stay right here and we'll be right back.
3: Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling in Fort Worth, Texas is a full-service wellness clinic providing individual, group, and family counseling, one-on-one coaching for life and wellness, and naturopathic treatments of medical massage therapy combined with essential oils to ensure you reach your health and wellness goals. Sessions are available in person or by phone. Get started on your new life today. Just call 817-232-1363 or go to lifesolutionscoachingandcounseling.com or email them at lifesolutions cc at yahoo.com
1: sunshine herbs in Saginaw Texas on main street business 287 has all of your supplement needs and healthy food products so my suggestion for you visit sunshine herbs today and let their knowledgeable staff who know all their products and their naturopathic doctor lead you to a life of health and wellness so that you too can live
3: well your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
0: You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Hi, welcome back. Dr. Jim Slaughter and I are here to help you now in this segment learn how to get your needs met. Mm -hmm. In the first segment, we talked about identifying your needs and the importance of doing that so that you can feel loved, so that you can ask people for what you need, or that you can reach out for support or do things to get those needs met so that you don't start trying to do it in inappropriate ways, either being too pushy, demanding, manipulative, if you do it quietly. <laughs> no. Which, you know, I came from a family where there weren't subtle messages. People didn't do things subtly. They just said it outwardly. And so I never could quite figure out, and I don't do very well with passive aggressive because I if I can't pick up on the the cues to know what people are trying to subtly tell me. I really need it with words. I'm learning more and more over the years, you know, little subtle things to realize that the person's upset or the person is feeling hurt or, or angry or something like that. But um, you are much better with those subtle cues, Jim.
2: <laughs> well, the reason I recognize them so well is because I'm so good at giving them out. And I, I try not to be that way anymore because I think it's a dysfunctional and uh, a means of getting needs met, and I've learned that through the years. Uh, We talk about uh, being aggressive on one end of the spectrum, which is not a good thing. Being passive on the other end of the spectrum, which is not a good thing. So in the middle, the the, the way that we really try to be is to be assertive, which means that I simply speak about or tell what I would like to have or what I want, and then go from there.
1: Well, and the reason the passive-aggressive, the subtle things... And it's such a bad name, in my opinion, passive aggressive, but that, that's our term right now. But it, it's that you do it subtly. You do it through cues, either facial cues or saying things hints. that you don't really like. Instead of saying, would you like or, or don't you want to pick that up? Instead of just saying, hey, can you pick that up? You know, um, so you yeah. Hints. What a great word. Hints. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, and the reason is that people don't understand them. And if, but you, if you grew up in a family where you guys all spoke that language, you didn't, you kind of all, as best as you could, you used that language and it worked. Um, but usually there's always someone in the family it doesn't work for. But, uh, but when you get out in the real world, I mean, most people, they don't, they have different languages that they spoke, different cues mean different things. And so it just doesn't work out in the world as an adult. And so, and then, you know, on the other side, the aggressive doesn't work well either, you know. And so that's why it's important not to do it that way. And so
2: Yeah. And the, and the problem is it, it develops because, uh, you know, when we were younger and we expressed verbally what our need is, I'd like this. Can I do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what I want. We were ashamed. We were fe- made to feel guilty because we even wanted that or we asked for it. Uh, we were put down in some way. Uh, not and this, you know, and, and I'm talking about some families, you know, and so we we learn in a sense not to be expressive, and so we learn to hint, we learn to, to because we don't want to get in trouble.
1: Well, and I think like my family, I didn't get in trouble, but we just didn't do it. We just, it's weird. We just, my mom was so self sufficient, um, so I didn't learn to really ask for what I needed too much. I just tried to be very self sufficient. And in lots of ways, I was, you know, as a kid, that's not as hard. Um, But still, over time, it became that I, I guess I remember after my second child, we got a new house and a new puppy. Uh, Not a good combination, new baby, new house, new puppy. And I just felt so maxed out. And it started getting me really down that I couldn't take care of all the laundry. I couldn't get the laundry all done anymore. I couldn't get the groceries, I, all, I, everything that I used to completely always be able to do. And so for me, it all collapsed after my second child. But I think that some people it's earlier and some people it's later. I had been very self-sufficient and I had never had to ask people for help. Not, not help, help, right? And so for me, even the thought, like I thought, okay, I'll join this babysitting co-op sounded great. But then I started thinking, ooh, so if I take her two kids to help her out, you know, she helps me with my two. Then eventually I have to help her and then I'll have four. Oh, my gosh, I don't think I can handle four. And so, you know, somebody cooked me a meal and I thought I would usually have cooked the meal back plus more. Right, like I always had to even the score and I always could. I wanted to do back what anybody did for me. So I didn't even though I didn't logically think about it like that, like I was evening the score, it never entered my mind. It was that I would do it back for them. But there became a time in my life that became hard. And so then I needed to start asking for help. And I remember struggling with I don't that I I don't want to look needy. I don't want to be needy. And what's interesting is I started learning how to how to identify what my needs were and to ask for them. Mm-hmm. And then pe- people started telling me I was needy as as an adult. like, mm-hmm. And they were joking about it, like joking, okay, because they had always known me to not be like that. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be like that to them, now eventually it all panned out and they didn't do that anymore, but it, it, they would say I was needy. You know, and so mm-hmm. part of realizing it's it's just human, you know, and especially when you get maxed out, we all get maxed out. And so when we talk about needs, one of the things that the new term over the last like, I don't know, since like 98, when the boundaries book came out, a lot of people use the word boundaries. And so boundaries is just really getting your needs met by knowing how to set boundaries, meaning knowing what to say, telling people what you like, telling people what you don't like. It's like just really defining for people who you are. Um, And so you do that by just telling them who you are and who you are not.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things we say as a way to get your needs met. We, We say one of the ways to do it is to set good boundaries. And it's not just what I do or do not allow other people to do to me or with me it's also what I allow myself to do or not to do I make I I draw a boundary line you know and I say okay from now on here's what I want to do I want to do this or I don't want to do that and as we fulfill those boundaries as we maintain them we feel a lot happier and uh, and more secure actually
1: and it is it is weird when you're not used to speaking it out and asking for what you want you will seem needy in the beginning or mean or cruel or you know, to tell someone that you've never told because they just love pizza and you go out with them (laughs) for pizza, okay, but you really don't like pizza. Mm -hmm. And you've just got along to finally say, I I don't I don't really like pizza. I like lasagna. I like this, (laughs) but I don't really like pizza. Right. Or, you know, like for me as a teenager, all my friends wanted to go see Halloween and, you know, Even my gymnastics coats. They were all like not telling me so I would get there. They took me to this movie and it ended up being When a Stranger Calls or one of those scary How? no, no, it was it was uh <laughs> it was like Halloween part three or something like that. Um and it Terrified me, hmm. you know, and it took me one day just jumping up and running out of the theater. It was so scary. I think that was Goodfellas. I was I was older, and people were like, "What?" and I was like, "I I'm so I can't watch those movies." And they're like, "Okay, we won't take in to scary movies." <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, and they had no problem with it once I told them.
2: Yeah, I think part of the problem is that we think people aren't going to like us anymore if we uh, if we draw boundary lines and maintain boundaries. If we say in an assertive way, this is what I'd like, this is what I don't want um, – sometimes we we believe that they won't like us anymore, or they'll think down you know look down on us. they'll you know think we're a lesser person than we we want to be thought of. and so but the, that's not really true. The truth is that when we are assertive and we express what we'd like, people think more of us. It's actually a way of gaining respect
1: well, and what's interesting is people um understand us better, you know, and I think what draws people together in the beginning is our similarities. And so yeah. when you start defining where you're similar and where you're different, it, people start realizing you're different. <laughs> you know there are differences, and so you're afraid by pointing those out, they'll you won't be included. Mm-hmm.
2: Kind of right. Right. right?
1: It'll be you'll be excluded instead of included. Yeah. And so in in some ways, um, it's true in that they'll invite you to the things they know you like, and maybe not to the things they know you don't like.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, maybe they'll invite you, but understand that you won't go. But there's also another way of setting boundaries for me. I was just overwhelmed with the new baby in the house and the new puppy and everything. So one of the things I did was took an organizing class. Well, I think the the class was cleverly disguised how to manage your time. But Mm. it was um, basically how to clean your house. (laughs) And so based on your personality type. And so that was for me learning a new skill. And then I had these boundaries I set for myself every day based on my personality. I picked what fit. And for me, it was doing two loads of laundry a day making a priority list of what was the most important things um, and prioritize them and then meet with my family and say, these are my top priorities. I need help with other things. So, you know, top priority would mean having food, (laughs) having clothes (laughs) to wear that were clean, right? It didn't mean what I had said before for myself, which was because they weren't realistic, like all clothes clean. I didn't, I wanted. you know, it's hard for me to stop until something's done or, um, you know, everything, all the everything cleaned, all the laundry done, all the um, food, everything for me to feel good about myself for the day. And I found that impossible. So being able to set boundaries for myself to say, this is realistic. And this is what I can do. This is what I need help with and meet with the family and say, who can help me with this? And who can help me with that? And when I did that, they all helped. It was so weird.
2: Mm hmm. Right. And what you were actually doing was uh, you, you were applying one of the other three ways to get your needs met, which is developing new habits. Yes. New habit patterns. Uh, a good example of a boundary, you've mentioned several already, but for example, it might be uh, for a person who allows himself to get caught up in the work all the time is to say, okay, from now on, I my, one of my boundaries is to leave the office no later than five o'clock or that, whatever it is.
1: That's targeted towards me,
2: isn't it? Right there. <laughs> cause I was, <laughs> I wasn't going to say
1: anything. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was also a workaholic. but, um, I know for me, one of the things I did for myself was cause what would blow me away. And I'm sure none of you guys ever do this, but I, I'm a numbers person. So, um, when I was on the computer doing billing, I would tell them I was done counseling and I'd say, Hey, I'll be home in about 45 minutes. So I'd start doing billing. <laughs> and then I'd look at my watch later and it would be hours, like two or three hours. That's terrible, I know, but I just get so caught up, and I, I do enjoy what I do, and I do enjoy numbers, which is very weird. I know as a math major, and that's just strange in itself, but so what I did for myself, and I don't know if you guys wanted me to do this, or I did it myself. I think I did it myself. I don't have a computer for me at work. I do anything like that. I hired a billing person, but before that, I brought the computer home so that if I was doing billing, you guys could like get in my face when it was time.
2: Right, right. And, you know, you, you actually did install some really great habits uh, to go ahead and change that. And um, but, you know, one of the things that, that gave us an opportunity to set boundaries, too, and say, Mom, we need you to come home at this time. OK, <laughs> don't exaggerate when you're going to when you're saying I'm going to be home in 45 minutes or something right. like that. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I had, I had I had time issues. You see how I said had I
2: had time <laughs> issues. They're much, much better. Much, much better. I,
1: yeah. I, I, I do too much. You know, I plan too much in a short, too short amount of time, and I do think that some people are time challenged. I'm just going to say that because I remember saying the amount of time it would take me to get to the mall. I can get there, and da da da. And everyone in my family looked at me like I was crazy. No, it takes longer than that. And so I've learned to get help with that, and also to ha- I set boundaries for myself. And you guys help that as well. And so those are things to get your needs met. Anything else, Jim?
2: Well, yeah. And in, in fact, as we teach these things, who uh, are coaching people, clients who come in for coaching, we normally we say there. You know, we focus on three ways to get your needs met. One is setting good boundaries. One, as as you mentioned, I usually make this number three, but it's uh, it's developing new habits, new habit patterns to get my needs met. And the other one would be. Uh, Eliminating tolerations, mm. we call them, from our lives. And that's one of the, for me, that was one of the best things. And, and I gave myself freedom to eliminate some things that just bug me every day. And so um, this helps us with things like procrastination. Uh, and so I, I eliminate things that, you know, I walk by something and, and every day, and it's there every day, and it bugs me every day. Well, <laughs> let's get rid of that.
1: Like weeds. <laughs> weeds do that
2: to you weeds bug me yes they do
1: yes and so every time you got out of the car and you walk past it you see those weeds now it's interesting because we have a different house now so mm-hmm. you don't walk past the weeds now but you would we'd walk past the lands. our landscaping looked great because it would it would you know cause him stress and it would drain his energy to see those weeds so he would always be pulling <laughs> them and i would think god you love to pull weeds i know i've said this before on the show but he was like, "No, I just can't stand seeing them." And um, you know, and for me, it was uh not getting able to get the house done or having the laundry pile up in the laundry room. So, taking a class to learn how to be okay with that, so it didn't drain my energy. And I have weird things like I like the garage in order. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I like to park in the garage, and if I can't park in the garage, it just bothers me. <laughs> it's just weird. And so for me, you know, I um and so if things bother you, you want to figure out a way to do something about them. Now, what a lot of women do, and I'm just telling you because I see a lot of women that do this. They will come in week after week after week after week complaining that their husband has not pulled the weeds in the landscape and their husband has not planted those flowers or planted this or done that or mowed the lawn. Or, and so I know it's draining them. And so my question for them is, why don't you just do it? That's the easiest way to get that need met so it doesn't bother you anymore. Why don't you just do it? And you should see the lights that come on. I mean, it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, they'd spent four weeks trying to, however you can say, pushy, manipulative, angry, whatever, to get their husband or child or somebody to do something. And coming in and frustrated, I'm thinking, that's a lot of time spent. And if you just took that energy instead and just went and did it, you'd have it done. And they're like, wow, so what happens when they come back? It's done.
2: <laughs> right, right. And people take that advice. At first though, it seems like, you know, it seems like you shouldn't have to do that because it's his job. Yeah. But but the thing is that's not working. That's not working for you. And so if you if you go ahead and do it or here's another thing you can do. If you can, you could pay somebody else to do it, all right? You don't have to be the one. You could pay somebody, and then the husband says, what did you spend this money for? Because you weren't doing it. And I just had to have it done, needed to have it done, so I paid somebody else to do it.
1: Yeah, because usually that other person you're trying, and and it's upsetting you so bad, and it's causing you physical health problems. I mean, that's draining your energy. Absolutely. And so I'm concerned about you um, and all the effort you're putting in, and it's not working. Um, And so it's so easy to get rid of that toleration mm-hmm. and not have that, and paying someone is a, a really good way. There, there are people that, um, you know, they start doing it themselves and their spouse or family immediately will be out there. What are you? Why are you doing that? Uh-huh, I, I right. told you I'd do that. <laughs> right. Well, you know. But another suggestion I make is say, hey, can we, we, like we, mm-hmm. not you, because nobody really likes to be told what to do. Right. I mean, kids don't even like it. They just have no choice, but um, adults don't like to be told what to do. So I suggest to them instead of saying "you," why don't you say "we" or "would you help me do this"? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how people respond differently. Yeah,
2: it changes a person's outlook. Yeah, you know, for sure, that's a good way to do it.
1: So, what's another toleration that you had?
2: Well, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the garage, um, but uh, I was trying to think of my my tolerations here. I've, I've spent so much time trying to really remove them, eliminate them, but. Uh, one of my tolerations has been to put things off. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I, we as we were even thinking about this going through for the program, I was thinking, you know, I'm much better about doing things immediately than I used to be, but I, I still would like to, to. Still, I tolerate this in myself. And uh, the truth is, it leads to stress. It leads to anxiety. It uh, it leads to uh, Criticism from from other people who see us putting things off that need to be done, that kind of thing. Uh, and you know, I've talked about maintaining our uh, our cars. You know, yeah. uh, and um, so you know, making sure that the car is maintained, making sure, in fact, maintenance in every way, making sure the house is maintained, not putting things off. You know, replacing light bulbs—that's a small thing. But sometimes they'll go, you know, for, for days or weeks with, uh, you know, light bulbs. Not so replaced. it's
1: interesting because the things you mentioned are actually things I see that bother you. So those are all you're tolerating them, meaning they're bothering you, you know, because like the bulbs. It, yeah, I notice that they go out. Right. But it doesn't bother me. I'll be like, oh, I need to change that sometime. But it doesn't cause me. It, I don't get drained energy from it. Now, I like light, okay, but, you know, so the things that you mentioned that, you're pro- that you are procrastinate on at times, there are also things that are draining your energy. So that's, you're putting up with these tolerations, and when they pile up, they're draining more and more and more of your energy. Right. And so for your health, you could hire someone to do it. You could have a friend help you. You could have a family member help you. Um, anything like that is a suggestion
2: yeah, and uh, you know the the topic of our program is having our needs met. you know yeah. how to meet your needs, how to make, make mm-hmm. sure your needs are met. Good point. And so one of the ways we do that is by eliminating tolerations. If I have a need for order in my life, if I have a need for, calm and calmness and peace, then one of the ways I can achieve that is by not procrastinating because when I see these things undone, uh, there's not. I feel disorderly. I think things are out of order. I don't feel calm and peace. I feel anxiety. Okay. So I eliminate tolerations, things I've been putting up with, and it makes me feel better. I'm a happier man.
1: So, you know, we're not just saying eliminate them. We're not just saying get rid of tolerations. We're actually going to teach you that In the next segment, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about how to actually develop these habits so that you can meet those needs and get rid of those tolerations. Right? Right. We'll be right back.
3: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: Sunshine Herbs in Saginaw, Texas, on Main Street, Business 287, has all of your supplement needs and healthy food products. So my suggestion for you, visit Sunshine Herbs today and let their knowledgeable staff who know all their products and their naturopathic doctor lead you to a life of health and wellness so that you too can live well.
3: Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling in Fort Worth, Texas is a full-service wellness clinic providing individual, group, and family counseling, one-on-one coaching for life and wellness, and naturopathic treatments of medical massage therapy combined with essential oils to ensure you reach your health and wellness goals. Sessions are available in person or by phone. Get started on your new life today. Just call 817-232-1363 or go to lifesolutionscoachingandcounseling.com or email them at LifeSolutions.com cc at yahoo.com we're on facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on facebook at voice america empowerment
0: you are listening to living well with anne beal we'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show please send us an email to a b living well at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back. Guys, we're really glad that you're here listening today. We want to encourage you to send us emails um, at ablivingwell at gmail.com or um, check out our Facebook page. It's Ann Beal. Or you can um, contact us at Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling. At 817-232-1363. We are actually in Hazlitt, Texas, just in north, north Fort Worth, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And so we would love to hear from you. If you would like to contact Dr. Jim Slaughter, you can reach him at j slaughter. That is, how do you want to spell that? Can I spell it the way I spell it? Sure. Okay, I spell it S with laughter. So J-S-L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-H-D at yahoo.com. Yes, he's a PhD. He is a PhD, but I'm smarter. No, just kidding. Okay. So we want you now that we're back, we talked about how um, the importance of getting your needs met. Um, What happens if you don't get your needs met, you become a victim, or you get bitter and resentful. Um, And it just drains your energy if you can't get your needs met. And so you just put up with tolerations, you tolerate things that stress you out Um, and everyone has them you can just look around your house and there's things you're tolerating there's behaviors by your kids that you really don't like that you're tolerating There's behaviors by your significant other that you're tolerating okay Um, even your animals tolerating you know that they just aren't well trained okay and so it's never too late to start over if you weren't happy yesterday try something different today and so, don't stay stuck.
2: Yeah, that's great advice.
1: That's <laughs> don't stay advice. stuck. Yeah. And so, we're, we're this segment. We're going to help you know how to set new habits.
2: Yeah, and we talked about uh, the you know three main ways. One is to uh, set good boundaries. Another is to eliminate tolerations. And the third one that we want to talk about now is to develop new habits.
1: So how will they do that? Tell us.
2: Well, you know, going back to identifying the need, you, you decide on, an, on, the, on a need that's very uh, important to you, that's very serious for you, one of your top needs. And uh, one of the ways that you can ensure that that need's going to be met is by taking some steps yourself by installing new habit patterns to do that. And for example, I, I was thinking about this myself, and uh, one of my needs, at least as I addressed it early on, was to be appreciated. And, um, you know, I, I had, it took me some time to believe that that wasn't a selfish need. It's just a need. It's what I had, it's what I needed. And so, um, but, but then one of the things that I did to ensure that I began feeling more appreciated was to, uh, and this is going to sound really funny, but at the end of every day, day, I'd be, you know, either before I went to bed or I was lying in bed trying to, you know, get to sleep, I would give myself a compliment and I would acknowledge something that I did extremely well, did really well that day, and say, good job, Jim. You did great on that. And <clears throat> that, that sounds kind of strange, but it really, it really is not because it helps a person. It helped me feel appreciated. It helped me understand that I, that I did something really, really well that brought appreciation and respect uh, even from other people, but certainly from myself.
1: And I think that's one of the main things that we came to see about meeting your own needs is that um, if it's to be appreciated, then you learn to appreciate yourself.
2: Yes, and, and you know, there, there, so much can be said about that because often we tend to criticize ourselves. We beat ourselves up so badly sometimes if we make even a small mistake. And so laying off of that self-criticism can be an important part of having our need met for appreciation.
1: Well, and and to me, when you say that about yourself, Mm -hmm. when you, and I remember early on when I was learning this about you through the coaching, I was very surprised because you don't come off like this at all. I mean, no one would know that you have a need to be appreciated, Mm. you know, and a lot of people do, a lot of people do. Um, And I can tell when someone's saying, one of their coworkers or actually one of their workers is starting to behave differently I know that is probably one of the things, that they aren't feeling appreciated um, and they are starting to think about leaving or getting unhappy and considering leaving. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or they might not feel respected. And so, but it depends on the word that resonates with them. For you, it's appreciated. So what you did was start affirming yourself.
2: Right. And that's a good word to use, self-affirmation, affirming myself. Yeah.
1: So if it's to be loved, then you would need to start loving yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think this is a very common one with pleasers. They work so hard loving everyone else. But you know what they say on the airplane, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. (laughs)
3: Right. Before
1: the other person, not to be cruel and selfish and self-centered, but you will pass out before you get the oxygen mask on the other person. Right. So both of you will die. Mm -hmm. So instead, what you do is you have to learn to love yourself. And that isn't like the 70s, like, love yourself, whatever. I don't mean it like that. I mean, truly do things loving for yourself.
2: Yeah, give yourself gifts and not, not, not material kinds of things, but give yourself the luxury, for example. If you need calmness and peace, give yourself the luxury of Providing yourself some calmness and peace. That is, give yourself 30 minutes of downtime every day. Installing a new habit of doing that, however that might be. You can read, you can journal, you can walk, you can do lots of kinds of things. But in doing those things and giving yourself that luxury, you're loving yourself.
1: And I had a, um, a client who really needed beauty. She needed beauty mm-hmm. around her, and she lived... In a beautiful place and moved here for work. Mm -hmm. And the place, you know, her apartment was just killing her. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just draining her every day. And so one of her habits she came up with was, number one, she wanted to work on working towards buying a house where she wanted. So that was an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. But number two, to make it immediate, she started saying, I'm going to bring beautiful things into my apartment.
2: Yeah, that's a great thing. And
1: she painted her walls okay and so if you do a habit for to be appreciated you were doing that every day and then when you set a habit you know what they say about a habit it takes 21 days
2: mm-hmm.
1: so for 21 days what would you do
2: Well for 21 days using the example that I gave earlier you know every every night before I went to sleep I would think of something that I did really, really well during that day. It could have to do with my job, or it could have to do with uh, working in the yard, I mean, almost anything, you know. But I, I, I identified that, and I acknowledged that I did it really, really well. I affirmed myself. Affirm and yourself. I would do that every night for 21 days. And what, what that does is it gets into your head that you, um, you are a person who, who does good things. And who is accomplished in certain areas, and so in in that you feel more and more appreciated.
1: Yes, and affirmations do work. I mean, I think people think they're too simple, so they don't work. And what's interesting is meeting your own needs is very simple and it works, but it seems so simple. A lot of people don't like simple things for change because they don't believe it because they've been taught somewhere along the line that it, it's got to be hard it's got to be painful, you have no pain, no gain right right and um, it isn't true when it comes to changing yourself. you can do it simply, and so for me, it was an affirmation that I was priceless
2: right I remember um, that. that was great and
1: mine was to I, I didn't know at that time what my need was. Mm-hmm um but i was having trouble telling people my rate for counseling you know right. and it it you know what everyone was telling me that i deserved based on my background i just stared at them like really like what you know and this was a long time ago but to be able to add, say this is my fee you know um
2: that was hard for you it
1: was hard yeah. and so everyone in the coaching group said went around saying what they thought I might be, what my need might be, or, or an affirmation that might resonate with me, what they mm-hmm. were thinking. And one of the persons said to be priceless. And uh, it caught my, really caught my, my attention because we had been in France and we'd been at the Louvre and the um, museum where the Mona Lisa was. And all these people were lined up for like a long time waiting, you know. And um, I got in the line because I was like, huh, I wonder what they're all going to go see. And so we we wandered <laughs> yeah. through the line, eventually got up there and it was the Mona Lisa and it is not very big. And it really isn't very pretty. Now there might be people there that are like, "What? There aren't people. I just went, that's the Mona Lisa." I mean, it just I'd seen it, you know, in pictures, but it doesn't look any different. <laughs> it's just right there. And but beside it it said priceless. Yeah. And I asked, I said something in line about priceless like, "What exactly does that mean?" because everything else would have a price. And um they and the security guard said, There's not enough money in the world to buy that. And I thought, whoa. So when they (laughs) said, so when they said after that, that was later on that year, to me, you're priceless. I went, wow, that one, I like that one.
2: Right. I like that one. So that became your affirmation statement. Because
1: I'm the only one in the world like me. Thank God. Um, (laughs) And so I just would start saying that every day. And I did it while I was biking. How
2: many times a day would you say it?
1: Once. Oh, how many times? During biking, it was 200 times. 200 times, yeah. And they, in my case, I definitely needed it a lot to kind of compete with the fears of people hanging up on me or what all those negative statements that are said in your head about what people will do that you're so afraid of. Mm-hmm. And so they say 100 to 200 times and it only took like five minutes. It didn't take me very long. I'm priceless, I'm priceless. I always come up with real simple ones. You come up with longer, complicated ones. Well it's better to
2: have <laughs> <laughs> it's better to have short and concise affirmations rather than long and complicated ones. Right. And uh, usually you need to be able to say an affirmation statement in like just a few seconds. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. yeah. And that way it won't take very long. And so affirmations are good. What else did you do?
2: One of the things I did was because I I really I determined I needed I needed calmness and order in my life. And one of the things I did was to give myself the gift of downtime every day, and so um, then that that looks like different things to me. It could be a short walk, it could be browsing through an antique store, you know, it could be reading from reading a novel for you know a few minutes or half an hour or something like that. But the, the most important part of that, you know, is to give myself those those times, those down times, but not feel guilty about it. Because there's something that makes people like me want to feel guilty for giving themselves time like that. You're lazy. You bum, get up and do something that counts, okay? And so those kinds of negative, that negative self-talk would just really get in my head. So this was a big deal for me, to give myself just down time when I didn't have to do anything. But I didn't want to just enjoy some downtime you know
1: which you never did i remember asking you like i, w- I was out and i said oh i just stopped and walked at a park on the way here and you were like what
2: well, you, you thought <laughs> that was so weird he
1: thought i was so weird we were younger <laughs> that was a um, long
2: time ago i stopped and watched the <laughs> yeah.
1: dolphins along the highway um and you never took any time like that. I mean, you were, everything was purposeful for you. Yeah, there right? was a
2: time when that was true. And it just, I, you know, it wore me out. I ran out of gas. And that's what <laughs> happens when people don't have their needs met. They run out of gas.
1: And I have this spontaneousness about me that you always liked. Well, I still love that about
2: you. I My, you know, my, my personality style is to be purposeful and plan and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that you don't, don't do that. It's just that you are so spontaneous with things. And it really is exciting and rejuvenating to me to have you be that way.
1: <laughs> and yet for me, you know, stru- also
2: a little scary. But.
1: <laughs> so for me, my, one of my needs really was to be more structured. You know, and so that wasn't on the list. And I remember realizing I needed more structure. Okay. Um, and so, how did I do that? You know, I keep an, um, a planner,
3: mm-hmm. which
1: they never taught us how to use planners, right? And even kids get them today, they're never taught how to use them. So, I had to, one of the great things working for um, EDS and MSA um, was uh, they t- to had us take Dell Carnegie classes and first things first and all these kinds of things. So, those, helped me so much be able to know how to structure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and keep up with things. And I still, though, I have too much and I'll forget things. And, you know, if I don't have it written down, it's bad. And so finding out how to do that was how I met that need and instilled the habit of keeping my journal every day. And um, I know that some people, um, if it is, you know, a need to feel loved – or a need to feel respected. I think that I. Ha- when I had one, I had a client who, honesty, was so important to her. But she wasn't listening and not being honest with herself a lot. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think to be heard is a very important one. When people get mad, if you don't remember what they said, or if they get mad, or if you get mad, somebody who's out there and gets mad, because they don't like they you realize they they you know you talk to them they acted like they heard it but then later they didn't remember it and it just makes you kind of crazy people who have that issue i notice often they don't even they don't listen to themselves you know their intuition or the statements in their brain that'll make suggestions about what they need mm. And it's really, in my opinion, their heart trying to say, take some time down, do this or do that. They ignore that and kind of live by what other people are doing. They're not listening to themselves. So a habit would be everyday journaling and just listening to what's in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then respecting it as though it's legitimate. Um, and it kind of depends on how people feel about that. Some people say to be heard. Some people say to be what they said to be important. Um you know, they want to be important. So when they speak, they want people to take them seriously.
2: Well, in a way to, to, to uh, work on that is to speak up more. A lot of people don't, they, they won't speak up, you know. And mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a part of being assertive, is speaking up and, and and telling people what you'd like and that kind of thing. So
1: I know that you'll assign for people uh, once a day, say something they they want to say outwardly Yes. to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, if I have... I have, w- friendship is one of these. And right. so I'll suggest, you know, people who are terrified to make friends, okay, they can join some place that would put them around people. But a, a daily habit would be to, one of the things I had someone do is introduce themselves. Like, oh, yeah. because people mm-hmm. wear name tags at the grocery store in their town, you know, especially like here in Hazlitt or Nasal, where we are today. Um, if you just introduce yourself, And you say their name because you see their name. People love to hear their name. So I have them just introduce themselves, hear their name, and then they know that person. Mm -hmm, And it's just so every time they walk into that store, they say hi. Yeah. And the same thing like a lot of people, they love going to church. So they meet people and then they look forward to seeing them. Right, and so if all those people left the church and they were the only ones that they knew going there, it makes it harder to want to go. Friendships do that. So you mm-hmm. introduce yourself. Yeah. You say hi. You're friendly. So if you want people to be friendly to you, a habit would be be friendly at least one person every day.
2: Right, and and that would be a, a good new habit to develop uh, to uh, get your needs met. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, awesome. These are great. Thanks, guys, for listening in, and I hope you can set new habits to meet your needs. Have a great week, and we'll see you here next week on Living Well
0: Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beal airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about.